Well, hello and welcome to this free English class. This free English lesson where I'm going to talk about commands, orders and requests in English. I'm going to talk about the things you need to say when you tell other people what to do. It might seem obvious that because I'm a teacher, I use a lot of phrases like this. I'm often telling people what to do. Um but we'll look at ways to rudely tell someone what to do. We'll look at how to tell your dog what to do. We'll look at how to tell other people what to do kindly. How to use it uh the phrases as a request. So, welcome to this English lesson about commands, orders and requests. Um we will be using what's called the imperative verb form. The imperative verb form is when you tell someone what to do using just the verb and there's usually an exclamation mark at the end of the sentence. So, the first phrase I have is the phrase get out. By the way, I think three or four of the slides today are just someone pointing and yelling. Uh when you give a command in English, you're often raising your voice a little bit if you're saying it in anger or if you are feeling emotional at the time. When you say get out, it implies that you are inside somewhere, probably in a building. You can even be like in a backyard. So, you're not technically inside but there's a fence around you. Uh and if a strange dog came in your yard, you might say get out. Um you might even say get out of here, okay? Maybe you're um watching a TV show and there's a fight at someone's house and one person says to the person who's visiting, get out or get out of here. Uh that kind of behavior is not welcome here. So, get out. Um It isn't always something that you say angry in an angry way but it I think it can be definitely for sure. Like I'm imagining a scene I saw on a TV show the other night where someone was yelling get out to someone in a bar and that's how I got the idea for this lesson and they were definitely angry. We also can say things like keep out although normally it's a sign that tells you this. If you see the words keep out, it means don't go in because it's probably dangerous. Sometimes you'll see a sign on a fence that says keep out. We also sometimes will use this as a teacher. I might say, you know, uh this you're not supposed to go in this room so keep out. Uh maybe there's a room where we have all the textbooks or all the computers and students aren't allowed in there. So, we would tell them to keep out. Basically, what that means is do not go in but it's used as a command or an order. Um another phrase similar to get out is get lost. This is a little more like slang um although it's very common in informal English speech. Uh when you say to someone get lost or let's say an animal like this. I think this is a wolf or a fox. It looks like a wolf. If I saw an animal like this, I would probably yell get lost or get out of here. Get lost. So, basically, when you're lost, you don't know where you are and this command is used to tell someone or an animal that you want them to go away. You want them to leave and then not come back. So, in a way, you want them to be lost and not return. Get lost. Um let's see here. Stop it and quit it. So, these two uh are um commands or orders that parents often give to children. Uh when children are really excited and maybe making too much noise or playing too loudly or if they're doing something annoying. So, a parent might say stop it or they might say quit it. Um I usually use the phrase quit it. Um stop it I use as well. 
By the way, if you want to change it from a command to a request. So, a command is very direct. A request is a little more polite. So, if I wanted to make this a request, I might say stop it please um or quit it please. When you add the word please, it softens the command just a little bit and makes it more of a request. If you were wondering what the difference between a command and request was. So, stop it and quit it. Uh something you say to someone when they're doing something that annoys you. Stop it. Quit it. (laughs) So, um you might have neighbors that play their music way too loud. You might have neighbors that um they come home from work every day and they just turn their radio up really loud and if you knocked on their door, uh if you were angry, you might say turn it down. Um if you were um talking to your children though, if your children were playing loud music, you might say turn it down please. Again, adding the word please to soften things a bit. Hey, and a little bit about the imperative. I should have explained this at the beginning. The imperative is simply the verb. So, if you have the verb, you know, um to stop. If you remove the word to and you just yell stop, that's the imperative form of the verb. It's one of the easiest verb forms to conjugate because if you have a verb like if you wanna tell someone to go somewhere, you just remove the T-O, the to and you just say go. So, it's a very simple verb form uh when you want to give a command. But yes, loud music sometimes results in people saying turn it down. This one is almost always said forcefully and maybe with a bit of anger or frustration. There is no polite way to say shut up, okay? So, when you yell shut up to someone, it means you want them to stop talking. It means you want them to stop talking to you. Um it usually happens during a conversation when people are arguing and when they get angry at each other. Eventually, one person might just say shut up. I'm tired of listening to you. Just shut up. So, shut up. You can't say shut up please. That doesn't make it that doesn't make it any nicer. You can't add the word please to this command and make it uh work better uh or sound a little softer or nicer. Definitely, when you say shut up, it means that you are a little bit upset or a little bit angry. Sometimes people are very stressed. Sometimes people are um they're very anxious or they have a lot of anxiety and if they sit down, you might just say um you know, relax. Maybe just relax. Maybe someone's angry about something that happened in their day. You might just say relax. Let's have a cup of tea and talk about it. So, when you give the command or it's actually more of a request, I think. Relax. You're usually calmly asking someone to just take a deep breath, maybe count to ten and to try to stop being angry or upset or at least be a little bit less angry. So, relax. Uh, That's a great line by the way to say to someone, hey, relax. Let's sit down and have a cup of tea and you can tell me all about your day. So, relax is definitely a command where you're asking someone to be a little more calm. Watch out and look out. So, when you yell watch out or look out, usually someone maybe is in danger. Um maybe if you're at a soccer game and you're standing on the sidelines and maybe you're talking to someone beside you and the soccer ball is coming towards your head, people would yell watch out or look out. Uh this guy 
thankfully he has a heart hat on. So, the hammer that is falling, if it hits him, it won't hurt him. But if you saw this happening, you would be uh you would definitely be yelling watch out or look out. You wouldn't be angry. You would just yell this because you are concerned for the other person's safety. So, watch out or look out and then hopefully they move quickly and then the danger uh is avoided. Slow down. Have you ever been in a car with someone who drives too fast? Uh maybe you're driving with one of your teenage children <laughs> and you want to say tell them that they're driving too fast. You would say slow down. Um so, yes, definitely when someone drives quickly, when someone makes you feel uncomfortable because they're going too fast, you would probably tell them to slow down. That would be the command that you would give them. Slow down. And again, if you add please, slow down please, it sounds a little nicer. Um but you have to recognize too that when you give commands and orders, it means that either you're like a parent or a teacher or um an older person talking to a younger person or maybe you're feeling angry or you're feeling emotional um because it's very direct when you tell someone to do something. Um because the most polite way to say it would be um could you slow down please when you drive this fast it scares me a little bit. That would be very polite and if you said slow down that would be very angry. A lot more emotion. So, we have quiet, quiet down, be quiet. (laughs) I put a picture of a teacher. Uh this is a common phrase for teachers to say. Again, um when you say quiet or when you say quiet down or when you say be quiet, it's somewhat forceful. If you wanted to soften it, you would say quiet please or quiet down please or be quiet please. Um this adding the word please just makes things so much nicer and calmer and polite in English. So, if you are in charge of some people or if you're somewhere where there's a lot of people who are being kind of loud or talking, you could say quiet or quiet down or be quiet. Notice how my voice gets a bit stronger. Quiet and then quiet please or quiet down please. Just a nicer way to say it. Listen up is a way to get people to listen to you. So, if you're standing with a large group of friends and there's a lot of conversations, um maybe you're trying to decide with 10 people what movie to go see and maybe you look on your phone and you're like, oh, just a minute. Listen up. There's a movie playing in 10 minutes just down the street. So, when you say listen up, you're basically asking everyone to listen to you. You're asking them to give you their attention. Um so, I think that's a great example. Again, um often a phrase that teachers would use. Listen up. We're going to go to the library now and everyone needs to find a book. So, it's just a way to request that people listen to you when you're having um when you want them to stop talking and listen to what you have to say. Sometimes the command is actually a a greeting or salutation or something you say to someone. So, sometimes when I'm leaving work, I'll say, hey, have a great day if it's the middle of the day. Um if I'm talking to my mom on the phone in the morning, I might say, have a great day. So, it's an entire phrase and it's more it's not so much of a command like it is a command. It is the imperative. It uses the verb to have and we say, have a great day but it's a very polite thing. It's more of um 
it's more of a saying I think like have a great day. Hey, have a great day. Nice talking. Yesterday, I talked to my friend in France uh and when we were done talking, uh I said have a great day, okay? Because it was the middle of the day. So, sometimes you use the imperative to wish someone well. Sometimes you use it to encourage people. You might say keep going or don't stop. So, the second phrase here is our first use of don't with the imperative when you put it into the negative. So, for instance, if I was watching someone run a race and they were slowing down, I might be like don't stop. Keep going. So, I might cheer them on. Maybe you're watching the Olympics right now and you're watching speed skating and the skater from your country is going a little slow. You might be like, no, keep going. Don't stop and you would use the imperative to or a command to cheer them on. You also might use the phrase, go for it. So, this is used in a bunch of different ways but it basically is a command where you encourage someone to do something or you tell them they're allowed to do something. So, the first example would be this. If a friend said, I'm thinking of applying for a job at Amazon, you might say, that sounds great. Go for it. That means that you agree that it's a good idea and you think they should do it. Um I'm thinking of watching Bob's live stream uh this morning. You might say to someone, oh, good idea. Go for it. I have a lot of fun. Here, you'll see that there are some boxes with donuts. If I was giving out donuts and someone said, can I take one? I might say, go for it. So, I'm giving them permission to do it. So, it can be used to encourage someone. If they say they might do something or they're thinking about do something, if you say, go for it. Um or it's a way to give permission. Like, may I have a donut? I could say, sure or I could say, go for it. So, here's one that I've mentioned during the question session. Sit down and take a seat. These two commands, the verb to sit and to take a seat is a um is a verbal phrase. Um both mean that you're talking to people who are standing up and you're asking them to find a chair or to sit on the floor uh and you're asking them to sit down. Um teachers use this. Um if you go to a meeting, maybe you go to city hall and there's a meeting. Before the meeting, everyone is standing around talking. Someone might go to the mic and go, um, could I have everyone sit down, please? Could you sit down, please? Um, hey, could uh take a seat, please? We're going to start the meeting. So, notice again, adding the word please softens it a bit and makes it kinder. Um but it's definitely a way to ask people uh to sit down, to find a chair and sit in the chair or even to sit on the floor if that's what you're doing. And then the opposite of course is stand up. So, maybe you are somewhere where a whole bunch of people are sitting and the person in charge needs everyone to stand up. They would just say stand up and again, if you wanted to soften it and make it a little more polite, you would say stand up, please. Uh I see in the chat from Yaroslav someone saying uh or Yaroslav saying please be seated. That's definitely another way to say it kindly. Find a seat, please. Take a seat, please. Please be seated or sit down, please. All of those are common ways um and again, the example of if a meeting is starting, that's what you would hear. Great addition, Yaroslav. Help. So, this person is fine, by the way. This is a picture of a person swimming and they're doing they're they're fine. They they're just yelling help because they want someone to help them. So, this is something that you yell when you are in danger. 
So let's say you fall down and you hurt your leg and you can't get up. You would yell help. Let's say you're swimming and you don't know how to swim and you're sinking. You would yell help. Well, you need to have your head above water to do that of course. Um but definitely this is the short and quick way to let someone know that you need assistance. You need someone to come and help you. So, you would yell help. Um another negative version of a command is the don't forget phrase. Sometimes in life you go to do something and you forget what you were supposed to do. So, sometimes Jen for instance will text me and say, don't forget to go to the grocery store. Don't forget to get the mail. Don't forget to pick up some milk. So, the don't forget command is used to remind someone. When students leave my class, I'll say, don't forget to do your homework tonight. Don't forget to finish your project. Don't forget to finish your assignment. So, the don't forget format even though it's the negative Basically, it's a way to remind people that they need to do something. Don't forget to watch my video on Tuesday. Don't forget to watch this video again in a couple of days. See, I'm using it right there. Don't be late. Another negative form of a command. You're telling people that um instead of be on time, that would be the reverse, the affirmative or positive version, right? Be on time tomorrow. You could also say don't be late tomorrow. So, again, a command telling people uh make sure that you arrive somewhere at the time when you are supposed to be there. Don't be late. Be on time. Just need a little sip of water here. If you wanted to give me a command to drink, you would say take a drink or take a sip of water. Um don't move. So, you'll hear this phrase quite often on police shows. Sometimes when the police arrest someone, the person will be running away and the the police will pull out their gun and they'll say, don't move and then they'll arrest the person. But we also say this to people sometimes when we see a mosquito land on them and we wanna swat the mosquito, we might say, oh, don't move and then we'll swat the mosquito. When I sit around a campfire with my family, sometimes Jen or my sister or somebody will all of a sudden say, don't move, Bob and then all of a sudden, whack and then they'll have hit or swatted the mosquito. So, don't move is a command you use um to tell people not to move uh maybe to swat a bug that's on them or for another reason. Um there's could be a variety of them. So, you might be familiar with this phrase because you hear this often in a restaurant in English when the waiter or waitress brings you your food. They will say, enjoy your meal. They will say, here you go enjoy your meal and they will give you your food. So, it's just a very polite command. Again, it's the verb to enjoy but it's used to kind of wish someone well at a restaurant. So, enjoy your meal. Thanks for coming. Here's your food. Enjoy your meal. So, they want you to have a good time eating, a good time talking with your friends and just a nice time at the restaurant where you're at. So, enjoy your meal. You could say this at home too like I guess I could say if I had guests over, I might you know bring the food to the table and say enjoy your meal but it's most common to hear this in a restaurant. Uh Audie said, Bob, I just checked. Yeah, I will fix that Audie uh after this lesson for sure. Um we also have borrowed a phrase. We say this two ways. When someone is going on a trip, we will often say have a good trip. 
uh we will say enjoy yourself and we might even say bon voyage which is not English. It's French. So, we have a number of phrases uh that we use similar to have a good day, have a great day. We sometimes will say to people have a good trip, have a great trip or bon voyage. Basically, wishing someone well when they leave to go on a trip. We're basically saying the long version would be I hope when you are on your vacation or trip that you have fun every day. Have a good trip. Uh and then in there I said enjoy yourself as well. I'm not sure if you heard that one. Have a good trip. Bon voyage. Enjoy yourself. Watch your mouth is something that usually adults say to children um when they use a bad word. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like when they use a swear word, they'll say watch your mouth. Um it basically means stop swearing. Stop using swear words. If um yeah, if if a student, yeah, how would I say this? I'm not sure I would say watch your mouth please because if a student swears in class, I usually ask them to go sit in the hall and then I might go to them later and say, look, you can't swear in class. I watch your mouth is very direct. Like a angry parent might say this to a child who swears. So, if they said the F word or something like that, they might say, hey, watch your mouth. Um you can't say that word um in public. And then you might have seen this if you've been to an English speaking country. Watch your step. This means that there might be a little gap between you and the train. Maybe there's a set of stairs where the stairs are really narrow and the steps aren't very big. Anytime you're in a situation where you might trip and fall because things are uneven or there's a hole or any of those kinds of things, there will be a sign that says watch your step. Caution, watch your step. It basically means be careful when you walk here. Watch your step. Be nice. So, this is something we often say to our children when they go to school. We say, have a good day. Enjoy your day at school. Be nice or be nice to your teachers. <laughs> we sometimes say that too. Um I often say this when students leave my classroom. I'll say, hey, have a good night. See you tomorrow. Be nice to your parents because I always know sometimes teenagers aren't nice to their parents. So, this is a command that's given in a nice way. It's uh it's not something like you're not like be nice. You you wouldn't say it in a mean way. You would definitely say it in a nice kind way. You would say, hey, see you later. Be nice. And it is again usually someone like an adult talking to children. Um you might say this to your dog as well by the way. If your dog growls, um you might pull them back on their leash and say, hey, be nice. This is our neighbor. Don't growl at our neighbor. Be nice. Have fun is another good one. Um sometimes people, I'm trying to think. Gamers, if any of you are younger, um there's short forms like uh good luck, have fun is something they say in video gaming or at least they used to when I was more of a gamer um before a game um or a match. So, GL um HF, good luck, have fun. Um when you say good luck to someone or have fun to someone, you're basically just saying I hope what you're going to do is something fun. Okay. So, if someone was going hiking, um I could say, hey, have fun. That uh have a good day. Have fun. Basically, wishing someone well. And then, have a good day is something you could say when some, did I do this one already? No. I did have a great day. So, we did have a great day and now we have have a good day. Two ways to basically say to someone, I hope your day is awesome. Um it's something that I say to all of you when I've done my live streams. I usually say, have a good Friday 
or have a good day or have a good weekend. And then this is not technically a verb but we have shortened another phrase. The phrase um see you later. We have shortened that phrase to just later. So, I'm gonna end with this slide and I'll do some questions but when you're it's a very slang way to say goodbye to people. Um you'll hear students say this. Younger people say this. I say it sometimes. I'll just say later. Um and it basically means I will see you later or see you later. Um a very common informal I guess it's slang a little bit way to say goodbye to someone. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.